Hello world, it's time to cue the coach. The world we are living in today has been spiraling out of control for decades in such a way that we are all losing our minds, risking our health daily, and choking on the ashes of a dying paradigm. You don't want to continue living in fear or in conformity to someone else's version of reality, do you? I know I'm done, and I've been done for quite some time now. Wellness needs an advocate. Holistic health, that is. It's time that we rise to the challenge of creating a brand new world with the fiery passion of a phoenix rising from the ashes. What beautiful essence do you possess that this world desperately needs? On this podcast, that is what we are here to find out. Together, let's unlock the pure potential from within. And as Gandhi said, let's be the change we wish to see in this world. And here we go. Episode 13, Solar Plexus Chakra. Hello out there, beautiful souls. It's time for another episode of Cue the Coach. This is the third part of my chakra series, and today I'll be talking about the last of the chakras dealing with physical matter, the solar plexus. The chakra is the cap on the intense work of the first two lower chakras beneath it. To recap, the root chakra deals with our sense of safety, security, and our sense of grounding. The sacral chakra deals with our pleasure center and how we harness creative energy and physical sen- physically sense the world around us. Solar plexus is the center in which we harness power, establish our place in the world, and where we transmute energy throughout our digestive system, as well as being the center that drives our will to take action. Now let's start from the top with the solar plexus chakra. In Sanskrit, the word for this chakra is manipura, broken down from two root words, mani meaning gem or jewel, and pura meaning city. So this loosely translates as the city of gems. Its symbol consists of a yellow ten-petaled lotus with a downward-facing red triangle at its center. The petals, just like all other chakras, represent sounds that help to balance the chakra itself, as well as a central sound within the triangle, ram, which is the bija mantra for the element of fire. While the sacral chakra is represented by both water and fire, where energy is balanced when it comes to desire and confidence, the solar plexus chakra is represented only by fire, because this is where we extract this fire energy upward and pull the burning desires of that second chakra into a place of decision and action. So this is the place in which the burning desire of transmuting trauma discovered in the sacral chakra is put into action steps, rather than dumping out this energy through addictions, insecurity, depression, and anxiety, which is something that many of us are struggling with these days. So we can't get stuck in that center. The solar plexus chakra is also responsible for building the fire within to digest our food. When we are insecure, fearful, and unsettled, It's very difficult to find the power within the center, and we often experience digestive issues. In this case, it's necessary to work deeper within the energies of the first two chakras to find it and to refine it. However, if we do 
feel safe, if we do feel secure and confident, and we can maintain balance when seeking pleasure, we can transmute this energy upward and be self-assertive, self-aware, stand for principle, ethical standards, and hold strong in our beliefs. This is the center that governs self-control, willpower, integrity, discipline, and self-mastery. It is here that we cultivate patience in accepting new ideas, learning discernment. It is where emotional energy meets intellect, so that we may make choices that place intellect over emotion, rather than the destructive energy of the opposite. We harmonize with true power beneath the emotions to create an ego that is in alignment with our core. And the key there is in that this is in about creating the ego, recreating the ego from this central core when we have a deeper connection and a deeper sense of purpose and a deeper understanding of the first two chakras. I hope that makes a little bit of sense. If it doesn't, you can go back and listen to those first two as well. So let's talk about when this center is out of balance. We feel as though we're in combat 24-7. Conflict dominates our lives. We don't trust life. We have fears of letting go and fears of rejection. We become addicted to adrenaline and other things and anger. We feel helpless, lacking self-esteem and lacking self-confidence. I mean, ask yourself, have you ever come across a person that is paranoid constantly, feeling like the world is out to get them, that conflicts are constant, it seems like they're a magnet for them, and they're angry at everything that is beyond their control? No matter how much planning and preparing they do, they always feel like things never work out. They overextend themselves and take on the role of martyr. They'll say things like, everything I do, no matter how hard I try, leaves me feeling disappointed, let down, or devastated. I'm never good enough. Or something along those lines. Usually there's a few F-bombs thrown in there and uh, a lot more angry descriptions. Now, this person is trapped in an imbalance of the solar plexus chakra. They always feel that they are the servant and the slave rather than of service to others. There's a huge difference there between being of service and being a martyred servant. These people never feel that starting their day over in the moment can lead to any forward progress. And I've been there. I know what that feels like. They don't trust others. They have a difficult time cooperating with others or respecting the wisdom of others. Their way is the only view that they can see makes sense in the world. And they just want everybody to follow along instead of trying to understand that we all have different personalities. This is extreme introversion, where the individual is trapped in their own mind in an endless loop of insecurity. Now, the physical problems that evolve out of such, such imbalance are ulcers, adrenal gland weakness, stomach, gallbladder, and liver issues, diabetes, muscle weakness, cancer, and issues with the sympathetic nervous system. This is huge. Western medicine approaches such issues with insulin, chemotherapy, removing the gallbladder, antacid medications, and other surgeries and medications. I'm not saying that this doesn't work, but basically the Western model is wait until something goes physically wrong first and then manage the symptoms with medical intervention. I'm here to tell you that you can avoid medical intervention if you understand your energy centers and exercise control of your energy through this chakra first and now if you're still healthy or if these symptoms are starting for you you can still take, take charge of it by finding balance in the chakra. The problem is misunderstanding. And yes, I'm going to say it still again, ignorance and laziness. 
we flat out get in our own way. And when we do, physical illness results. And I've said this before, and I know it's not fun to hear, but I'm here to speak the truth even when it's ugly. Somebody's got to do it. So right here, right now, you have the chance to ask yourself these questions. Do I feel safe and secure? Am I addicted to anything that is draining my energy? Do I feel that I can muster up personal power, control, and legitimate discernment in my life? Or is life rocking me around like a tsunami of confusion and contradictions? If you find yourself answering no to the first question, do I feel safe and secure? Go back and listen to the episode on the root chakra and do the work to find balance there because you need to hunt to find safety and security in order to feel comfortable moving forward. If you answered yes to the second question, am I addicted to anything that is draining my energy? Go back and listen to the episode on the sacral chakra. If you answer, if your answer to the third question is, I am aware of my addictions, but they are still ruling my life and I have no willpower to change it. Listen up because having the awareness of what is holding you back and knowing what your ideals of safety are gives you the opportunity to then find out about how to balance this chakra, the solar plexus chakra, so that you may finally overcome this challenge. Life may seem hard to many people. Maybe even unfair, unjust, or rigged in some way that is not in their favor. All of us can feel this from time to time. But it's only the case when we remain focused on the already created outer world and what we can't control, rather than the magnificent landscape of energy we may create from within or that we may harness from within to create, more, more precisely. When we understand that it is our own personal use of this energy that comes through us all, that either brings us the life we desire or strips it away from us. We have a true understanding of just how powerful or weak we truly are in this moment. Some people naturally embrace their inner power at birth without even a knowledge of the chakras. And others still learn to cultivate it by healthy examples in their life. But the large majority of us are not that fortunate. We need to dig deeper and gain a greater understanding. Even some of the wealthiest families in the world have imbalances in their chakra energies, and that causes them to act in ways that are not the best for humanity and may just be self-serving. So that's also from an imbalance of the power in the center. So if you've done the work of understanding your place in this world, knowing what it would feel like to be safe and secure, and you have learned to cultivate a desire and keep those desires in balance, then now is the time to drive that security and desire into action. It's time to develop and cultivate your willpower to work for you rather than against you. Before I get into exercises that can help you maintain balance of your personal power and your will, let's get clear on what you will be balancing. First, you need to make the time for yourself to relax and unwind. This is so important and so many people just say, I don't have the time for me. I just don't. It's all bullshit. It's excuses. You have to make time for yourself in order to be available to others. Otherwise, you are not giving them your best. No matter how confident we may be or how clear we may be on what we truly desire, if we don't take the time to relax, we can't be fully effective in enjoying the moment, enjoying the journey, or in celebrating our successes. We just blow through our successes as, as the same way we do through our failures, and we're just wasting our life away. We have to be able to enjoy it. 
So balancing of personal power requires us to find the balance between work and play, between ambition and reflection. This is the first big decision to make when it comes to balancing out our solar plexus chakra. If we work ourselves to death, or if we sit binging TV shows, either way, on either end of the spectrum, we are ignoring the critical work we need to do to lead a balanced life. The only right decision here, if you want to reclaim or develop your personal power, is to clearly outline time for both work and personal relaxation, and alone time to do so. So now, let us get to what we can do to cultivate this other than that. When you do make the time to relax, consciously and decisively, we can start with two very simple exercises. The first is to place either of your hands on your stomach and firmly massage your abdomen in a clockwise motion while you're lying down. When you do so, notice the tension you may be holding there. A lot of us hold tension either there or in our upper shoulders, and they're both linked, interestingly enough. And then imagine this tension settling down. Just literally visualize it, picture this energy settling down as you're rubbing it, as you're massaging it. Using an essential oil, such as chamomile or clary sage in this process, can help the body to respond to this intention a little bit more fluidly. Even just the aromatherapy hitting your nostrils while you're doing this helps bring a sense of calm. You can follow this up with a warm bath, perhaps even adding these same essential oils to the water before you step in. Uh, Juniper is another one. There's a couple other ones that are really good in this instance as well. Um, after the warm bath, hop out and right away take a nice cool shower. And take notice again as to how you feel after you've taken the time to do that for yourself. If you've been able to do it consciously, intentionally, and living in the moment while doing it, those are really important as well. Because if you're sitting there thinking about the work you have to do or the appointment you have to get to or the medication you forgot to take or taking the dog out or any of those things while you're doing that, you're, you're not, you're not centering that energy. You're not focusing that energy. And the point when you're doing chakra work is to really focus and center your energy. So other techniques, which I've mentioned before in other episodes are Tai Chi yoga, again, more visualization and meditation. And you can look these up on YouTube, the internet, or in hundreds of books published on the subject. In your meditations and visualizations, it's helped to imagine the energy of the sun resting within your solar plexus when you're dealing with the solar plexus chakra as the element of fire and the yellow color association are truly about harnessing solar energy. It's about that light of the world that's coming into us. As you bring awareness to your body, especially in the solar plexus, you can often sense its imbalance by feeling heat in this area and feeling the tension you're holding there. Like I said before, if you're doing that, that clockwise motion of pressing against it. So that is that fire that we're talking about, that strength that's locked in this center. And it needs to be moved freely upward into the heart chakra. The exercises mentioned above can help you to allow this natural process to unfold as it's meant to rather than all the addictions and the outward expressions that we turn to to try and let it out. It's, it's about being in conscious harmony with your body. Another beautiful process, speaking of the sun, is sun gazing. Now, I'm not talking about looking at the sun in the bright middle of the afternoon when it's completely blinding, but I'm talking about if you can find the time, even if it's once per week, to just recharge by getting up before the sun rises and then going somewhere where you can stare at the sun as it rises up over the horizon. 
focus on this energy flowing into your solar plexus while you're doing so. Even put, you can even put your hand right, on, right over the solar plexus while you're staring at the sun and just continue to stay focused. Even NASA <laughs> confirms that sun gazing has healing properties. If you can't find the time to do this at sunrise, try it at sunset. Not only is it relaxing to watch the beauty of nature unfold in both processes, but it's been ritualized since time immemorial. We receive critical nutrients from the natural light of the sun, and even science can back this. The challenge is how often we do this unconsciously, just snapping pictures and sharing the beauty with others rather than making this a ritual for self-healing. Now, I don't know if you've ever watched a sunflower. As the sun rises, the sunflower will actually turn itself directing itself towards the sun. And I do a lot of canoeing and kayaking. And I, as I'm canoeing or kayaking, I see uh, these birds called cormorants on the, on the road, on the river or in the lake. And they are beautiful, beautiful birds. They, they're very strange. <laughs> um, but it's so cool to watch. Sometimes they'll all be sitting on a deck together and they're staring at the sun as the sun is rising or the sun is setting. And sometimes they even lift up their wings and they look like little vampire bats just staring there. And they just take in the energy and they just do it naturally. They don't even have to think about it consciously. This is just part of their self-expression. They naturally harmonize with the world. And that's something that all of us need to get much more involved in is that connection to nature. There's so much power and so much beauty there, and we just skip by it every day by keeping ourselves so busy. We don't take the time to relax and get nature to do its thing with us. So take the time to do some sun gazing. Now, by far, the greatest power within this chakra is derived from balancing out the two lower chakras, driving this balance upward into ambition, integrity, and intentional self-expression that's clear and concise with a desire to allow others to also have their own personal reality while we're standing strong in our own personal reality without putting others down for theirs. We don't need to be right. We don't need to be in conflict. We don't always need to look for the opposition. When we do, we will certainly find it. When we do not, you will notice that it starts to dissipate. So setting our sights on such as balance allows us to propel this energy up into our heart center, which is really the ultimate goal here, is to continue that, set, that energy moving upward through the body. We can't love others if we don't express self-love, self-esteem, and self-confidence. We can't love them in a, in a mature love anyway. There are also hundreds of books on this very subject, such as Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. This will all be in the show notes, as I always do. The Mastery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz, which was a follow-up to the Four Agreements. And there's so many more out there. And just look it up. Look up the, the information about self-confidence, self-esteem, any self-help literature that can help you deal with whatever situations are personal to you to get through, to be able to move this energy up into the heart center and feel good and love yourself and love other people. We need to express ourselves fully while respecting the expression of personal power from others as well. There is one you, but remember that rings true for all of us. We can only experience the reality we know, and every single person 
has a different experience of reality. So it's important to try and respect that and to try and focus on how you bring your reality to the table. So one more point I'd like to reflect back on is to mention again 12-step programs. Interestingly enough, the third step in 12-step programs is about turning our will and our lives over to a power greater than ourselves. Now, to be more specific here, it's about a power greater than our ego. The solar plexus is just that. It's about recreating our ego, as I said earlier, and our identities from a place of true power, our essence, the God within. When we can accept that this greater power runs through all of us and is equally available to us all, we can release power struggles and deeply know that God is the fundamental core of each of us, non-discriminatory and always available. It's about releasing selfish desires and striving for the greater good of all. And remember what I said, if, if, if your dogma that you were raised with does not feel comfortable and does not give you a close connection to God, that's okay. Eliminate that dogma if you have to, or just focus on how you can personally relate to the ideas of God that I've been talking about in this podcast. Everybody's God should be that deep for them. If it's not, I feel really bad for you because you're, you're really missing out on the most beautiful, the most beautiful things that make us human. The best parts of humanity. So, I mean, we may live in a harsh world, but that's only true because many of us are lost in selfishness, domination of power, and misaligned egos. The transformation doesn't happen by waiting for others to fall in line or by coercing others to fall in line. It starts with each of us individually working towards our calling and knowing what that is. If we search deeply enough, thoroughly and honestly, we'll find that there is a purpose for each of us, that a common good is pressing to come through you. Find it. Express it. Shower it with love and common decency in all of your interactions. And I promise you'll get to see life open up for you. When you focus on developing true personal power and not on power struggles, you'll begin to notice the power struggles dissipating and showing up less often in your life. It is your power to claim. Relax. Unwind. Stare at the sun. Calm your body and mind and find your center. Work to balance it. It is the most important work that we can do. Uh, so one last thing I will leave you with today is, again, dietary choices. We are what we eat. No matter how well-intentioned we may be, if we are eating fried foods, potato chips, sugary desserts, or just flat out not eating healthy foods that work for us and our individual biology consistently, the cells within our body work against us and against our fullest expression. Most animals, just as a point of interest here, are treated poorly, stuffed together in pens, fed GMO garbage, and slaughtered among one another. These animals don't have the conscious will that you and I have or the power of discernment. They don't have a voice to say no to any of their treatment. Right? When, an anger, when anger, fear, or anxiety cripples an animal, its only defense is nervous twitches that shake some of it off or a human's touch. It's been said that this anger, fear, and anxiety, just like in humans, can become trapped in their bodies. So whether you believe this or not, just, just think about this perspective for a moment. This anger, fear, and anxiety can 
then be transferred to us when we eat the meat from them. I mean, when, when you have an emotional reaction to something, a strong emotional reaction, right? You feel, oh, I'm exhausted. I have a headache. I'm tired. You're moved to tears. Your body takes on the reaction of the emotions. So it makes sense then that when the animals experience these things, and especially without the consciousness to transform it in any way, that it's going to be stuck in their bodies and then we're going to be eating what's stuck. So it's controversial and nearly impossible to prove, yes, but there may be something to it. So just try to minimize or eliminate meat from your diet for a while. If you find yourself rising up in fear, anxiety, or anger on a regular basis and you're always eating meat, especially red meat and pork, and see if you notice a difference after some time. Just try it. You don't have anything to lose. Filling our plates with mostly fruits and vegetables using meat almost like a condiment can have profound healthy effects. I've said it before, this approach is making some major headway in the scientific community, and it can't hurt to give it a shot. As always, if you do struggle with terminal illness, such as diabetes, cancer, low blood sugar, high blood sugar, or poor digestion, consult a holistic health professional in the fields of either functional medicine or Ayurveda, or at least just a holistic health doctor, right, that, that's into holistic remedies to ensure that you can make this transition smoothly without extreme consequence. However, if your current doctor does not support analyzing your diet when it comes to these conditions, you have the wrong doctor for the job. Trust me, these days there is too much evidence to the contrary to not have this be important. I truly hope that nutrition becomes a required study for all medical doctors in the near future, as it will serve their careers in monumental ways to do so. Currently, whether you know it or not, this is not the case. Go to medical school. Take a look at the curriculum before you become a doctor and see if there's anything in there about nutrition. I hope there is. Maybe there is now, but there certainly hasn't been in the past. So I won't debate on conspiracy theory about this subject as to why, because honestly, that helps nobody. If we each individually begin demanding to be diagnosed with these terms in mind, though, we will all begin to see our health improve significantly, and we will see the medical field shift to focus on these things if we continue to ask for it. I've said this before. We have gotten what we asked for. So now we need to begin asking different questions. We need to begin asking, how can my diet influence the things that are wrong with me? And what dietary changes can I make that may influence a change in my physical conditions? So that is it reclaim your power or find your power dig deep within those first two centers to get into this energy of action because this is really about taking that energy like i said from those first two chakras once it's balanced once they're both balanced and they're flowing freely it's about moving that energy up and taking action taking your will back taking a, taking the power back taking a huge leap on your dreams, on your goals, on your hopes, on your aspirations. This is about taking action. This is about getting out and doing it. It's what I'm doing with this podcast. I mean, hell, I'm almost broke, <laughs> but that's not going to be forever. I know that. And the moment I decide to make that my focus, uh, I'll be in a green spot or back in black, as they say. Um, but I'm not worried. 
I'm following my passion. I know that there's a God that carries through me and helps to express my life. I know that we are all part of this energy. I know that we're all connected. I know that this world is just alive with tons of things that we all need to experience. We just need to have our minds open and focused on our individual energy centers to see how well we are assimilating ourselves to all of the beautiful things in the world. There's plenty of fear and anger to focus on right now. Nobody needs it anymore. We need to focus on our power, feelings of safety, feelings of security, being passionate, finding love, expressing love. We are all beautiful, beautiful human beings, and we all deserve the chance at a beautiful, happy life. So I hope you have enjoyed today's podcast, and I hope to hear stories someday of how some of you have begun to feel more safe, how you've embraced desires and moved your desires into personal power and actions that led you to a more vibrant life than you have ever known. I want to hear it. Give me the feedback. Write to me. Write a review. Again, subscribe to this podcast. Share it with other people. Rate the podcast. Listen to it on as many platforms as you feel called to. There are tons of different platforms available. And uh, continue to tune in. I thank you so much if you've listened to this podcast. I am so grateful for your support and your time. Really, I would not be doing this podcast if I didn't think that at some point somebody was going to listen to it. I just can't keep all this good stuff to myself. I love to share it with you all. Namaste, beautiful people. Until next time, cue the coach. Thank you very much. Have a great day.